hey, it's Brain here. So Ken and I are back discussing the coronavirus. Dum dum dum. We also have a familiar voice with us, Robbie Rob, Robbie Lou, <laughs> to also give her uh, side of the story as well. So what else can you do, guys? Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, Brian. What's up, Ken? Brian, guess what? What? We quarantine lot. <laughs> Is that really a bad thing, though? I, I, mean, I mean, I mean, it's kind of crazy. All right, so <laughs> it's a lot going on right now, y'all, but we are back with another episode, and uh, we're going to get right into it because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, but with us today, we have old friend to the show. Dang, she had to say like old. Right. You're not old, but you like an old friend to the show. You've been here before. <laughs> Several times. Uh, hey, Robin. Hey, guys. Hey, Robin. <laughs> hey, Brian. So, if the audio sounds a little different just all the way around, that is because, like we just said, which you guys know, we're quarantined. Are we practicing our social distancing? Right. Because y'all would have sent us to... Twitter jail or black Twitter. We would have posted this and would have been together. Right. We would have definitely been burned at the cross, girl. So listen, we said, let us do right. We're going to get on a Google Hangout. Okay. That's right. We flattened the curve. You heard me. (laughs) We're doing our part. Right. You can thank me now. Well, us now. Yeah. <laughs> well, ain't selfish thing, me now. Right. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I'm right. sorry. Prophetess Drake Isha. Oh, my right. God. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. It is, what is today? March 30th, it 2020. 2020. Guys, this is like. The strangest time that I've ever experienced on <laughs> as like a person on earth. How about y'all? I need a refund on year 2020. <laughs> <laughs> take it away. <laughs> wow. No, just wait. Don't take it away. Don't take it away. Right. Um, but yeah, it's definitely different. Yeah. Definitely not anything that on January 1st, or even December 1st, 2019, that you were expecting or praying for. 2020 was supposed to be focused, vision. <laughs> God is about to really unleash all the good stuff. Yeah. What that saying was? That 2020 was going to bring that 2020 vision? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. It has been. I think I was telling you this, one of you guys, this earlier that I think that 2020 will be the most devastating and most dynamic year ever. Yeah. Like. I can definitely see that. Yeah. The way it's going to turn itself around is going to be like, what did we just even experience? Right. Right. Yeah. And we as believers got to believe that. I mean, that's that's what I'm holding on to. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. You got to hold on, like, straight him his garment right now because this is like. I feel like Twilight Zone is just so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say, honestly, I don't hate it here yet. Okay. But I don't want to stay here. Right. Okay. 
I ain't there yet. I, I ain't, you know, that I hate it here because I've been seeing a lot of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely don't want to stay here much longer. Yeah. Girl. What about you? How are y'all feeling? Um, I'm homeschooling. Um, I think I have never spent this much time with my child, except for when he was born. (laughs) And when he was born, I could so handle that more so than I'm doing now. And the funny thing about it is I'm a teacher. Uh It's like, how are you struggling teaching your own child? But it has definitely... Um, made me want to sharpen my teacher skills because apparently I can't reach them all, <laughs> including my own. I'm done. Um, but more than that, I've just I've kind of maintained a positive outlook on this situation. Like, you know, sometimes you find yourself complaining about not having enough time to do the things that you feel you're being pulled to do or called to do, or mm-hmm. you know, God has put a plan in your heart, and it's like, when when am I going to have time to do that? And he like. Right. 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 Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. Happy New Year. All in one. (laughs) Yes. All that you prayed and asked for. Here you go. I've just been really focusing on. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for this time. I will definitely try to make good of it. Yeah. If I can. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like for me, I'm like um. I don't know, because I get so much of my energy from what I do on a daily basis, like being around students. So Mm -hmm. now that I'm not, it's just like waking up and finding purpose in not being in that space anymore. And look, Mm -hmm. I had so many projects I needed to do, y'all. I just like folded like a mountain of clothes like the other day. Clearly, they've been sitting here. It took me like a long time just to be like, um, maybe I should fold these clothes. Maybe I should, uh... (laughs) work on this you know it's just like I like I need to get back to my energy source you know well and so for me it's just trying to find a balance in that but also like being very grateful that I'm protected I'm sheltered I have resources so even in this time that is strange I'm still blessed so I don't know yeah 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 so all right well since we're already talking about it, like, let's get into it. So, obviously, guys, we're you're talking about the coronavirus or COVID-19, as it is has been named. Um, so, from what I understand, and, like, don't judge me, but, like, I keep up, but I don't. This has been around since late 2019, right? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been around since late twenty nineteen. Yeah. It started uh it started in a small country or I don't know if it was small in China. I mean it just kinda spread like crazy since then. Um so although we have as a country, I mean we definitely had an awareness of this. I feel like to my human knowledge, like at least January, but I'm sure government knows so much more. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So this strain came from like I don't know if y'all recall, but like in two thousand two or two thousand and three, SARS. Remember that we talked about pandemics before. Yeah. We jumped in, but SARS was like a huge pandemic, and this is just a strain of SARS that kind of came off and did its own 
thing. Respiratory. Yeah. <laughs> deal. It is and a mess. Yeah. Formed into a virus. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it's- where were you guys? Because although, like, we're sure government knew about it for a while, we're sure, um, like, state leaders and stuff knew about it for a while. Is like a state, at least in Louisiana, we weren't really put on high alert. At least for people who work, it was like one day. It was a Friday. Um, dang, what was the date? It was. I'm like, it was Friday. Uh, it must have been. Was it the ninth or the? I don't even know how long we've been in this situation. At this <laughs> we've point. been in no. it for quite some time. Right. No, it was the thirteenth, a Friday, March thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Crazy Friday, thirteenth. Friday, Friday, so like, thirteenth. Where were you guys whenever, like, we went on lockdown? Like, what were your feelings? Like, what was going on around you? Like, let's talk about that. So, for me, we kind of knew something was brewing prior to Friday. Mm. But it was kind of one of those things where you would talk about it, and it would really have no no real value. Like, oh, yeah, we know we're about to shut down. Uh, please. <laughs> they ain't never going to shut us down. Like, right, that was right. kind of the sentiment. Like, school's not going to close. First of all, we're going to be in this bad boy slaving away until we take the leap, okay? <laughs> right. They might shut us down. We got to get these kids to the leap. And so, when it took its, 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 I guess, serious turn, like, wait a minute, this is serious. I think for me, I was sitting in my classroom getting ready to leave. But saying to myself, self, half of these kids have been sick for quite some time. (laughs) (laughs) And I think they may have had whatever is going around. It's crazy because as you continue to find out information, you find out that this actually has been going on. And then I'm thinking in my own self, like, have I been coughing? Like, it becomes... Yeah. A very quick paranoia. Mm-hmm. I guess because you don't know what really is going on. But then I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is just going to blow during allergy season. Like, once allergy season is over with, this will go away as well. You know, it's kind of like, who knew this would turn into this? Right. But right. I was at work looking at my students like, hmm, don't come near me. Don't nobody touch me. <laughs> we had to start cleaning. I mean, they made us start cleaning our classrooms like that Monday. Hey, but guys, before you leave, wipe down your classrooms. Apparently there's something in the air. And mm-hmm. funny thing about it is our principal was homesick for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our master teachers, same same thing went home sick and it's just like all of a sudden no warning and then half the staff is gone half the kids are gone it's like oh snap what's really going on don't nobody touch me right. <laughs> yeah I'll stay over there and we had to clean our keep cleaning our classroom so it was real but it wasn't real yeah it's kind of real yeah right Because it's natural for kids to get sick in this time of year. It's flu season, like nothing out of the ordinary. Right. Right. Where are you, Bran? Okay. So my story is a little bit different because the owner of my company actually works in China. So Mm -hmm. we have been getting updates um, for a while. Like they went out on the Chinese New Year in January. Mm -hmm. And so... His, of course, travel was banned. He, like, 
couldn't go back to the country. And so we were following it when it started back in January in China, like when it had, you know, gotten so big. Mm-hmm. Um, when it broke here in Louisiana, um, I definitely was at work trying to make a plan for my clients. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, uh, all of the leaders in my in my job had known about it before we had known about the shutdown that was coming but we hadn't released that information because there was a time and a place to do that right mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were trying to prepare to make sure that our messaging was right and that we had all the our ducks in a row and so this news broke my staff was in the middle of an employee engagement. We were having lunch, uh, playing a game, trying to get to know each other more. And all of a sudden, this news break happens, and everybody just, like, panicked. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Um, so trying to keep a straight face, like, hey, everything's cool. We know, like, we're going to send y'all information don't worry about it. Because at this point, people are like, in in my company, like, oh, my God, I need my job. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't not have my job. And this is going on. So trying to make sure everybody feels, you know, safe and competent that work is still going to be here. We're just going to have to probably make some adjustments. Those will come out later. Just everyone calm down and it'll be okay. So that was kind of my, how my Friday the 13th went, trying to reassure and calm everybody down that, you know, hey, no, it's cool. We're going to be like, okay, we're just going to have to, work is just going to look a little different, right? Mm -hmm. So um, then on the other side of work, my clients, because my clients are like, what the crap? I didn't know this came out on the news. Kids are telling us, is this true? Like, so everybody's freaking out on their side. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, administrators, please call your staff. Right. <laughs> Let's get a lot of people. Yeah, they, they weren't aware and found out really on the cusp, cusp of like the news breaking. So, or from students. So it was crazy. Um, so yeah, that's where I was when it all like broke, but I was following it before it actually happened. Yeah. Well, I was definitely living in La La Land, okay? Like <laughs> I had no idea. Like we were talking about it and similar to Robin's school, we had um just recently gotten a shipment of Clorox wipes, Lysol like, into the office, and, you know, I was just, like, cool, like, we're gonna get some on our, like, as long as we get some to wipe stuff down, like, we're good, like, I was still, like, we coming to work, like, you know, nothing's gonna change, um, and then Friday, I get a call from, like, my little connect, (laughs) and then it's just, like, hey, like, have you heard the news, and I'm, like, what news, like, there's news I should hear, and then, you know, they proceed to say, like, you know, they're gonna call, like, school off, and I'm, like, what, but I think I'm still, like, in this surreal moment because it's Friday, like our entire school was preparing to go to um, Lake Charles, which is like two hours away from where our school is to support our boys basketball team in the state championship game. So like, we're already having like a great day. Like it's good energy around the school. Our administrator 
um, well, three of our administrators were gone. So the principal, the dean of students, and the uh, a, one of our APs, who was the athletic director, they were already gone to Lake Charles with the boys. And so I'm just like, okay. And so then I'm like, crap. So I'm like thinking about several things. Like they're going to shut school down. What's going to happen? Um, and so anyway, then it just it gets confirmed that, yes, schools will be closing for about two weeks. Don't, but the, um, I'm to say mayor, the governor was supposed to make the official announcement at three o'clock that day. Well, mind you, it's like one o'clock. So yeah. it's just like, you know, don't like, you know, say anything to the kids, just, you know, keep the day going until he makes his official announcement. And I'm like, what? And so I swear I walked out the cafeteria because some of our older kids were at lunch. I walked out the cafeteria <laughs> I walk to my office, go back to the cafeteria, and the kids who were at lunch were getting a notification on their phone. So probably like how your what's happening with your coworkers, Brandy. They're getting a notification from WAFB. Mind you, I don't think the governor had made his official address yet. But the newspaper had already put it out. And I was still like confused as to how these kids like how you getting WAFB notifications, but that's another story. But anyway. Um, now I asked you to read this book from the library the other day. You ain't want to do that, but you got WFE. Okay. Um, right. And so they're like, they're like, is this true? Is this true? Mind you, they broke the news to our assistant principal who was still on campus, who was in charge. Okay. Wow. Like the kids. And they were like, yeah, it's saying this, it's saying this. And then it just starts to spread. And so then you have like these different reactions in the building. You have the kids who are like, yeah, woo-woo, party. And then you have some kids that are like, what? Like, what about prom? What about graduation? What about this? And I said, you know, I think what saved us was the fact that, you know, we are a smaller school. And a lot of, you know, the kids had already gone or checked out because, you know, we uh, I work in a small town. So everybody was trying to, like, hurry up and get to, like, Charles. Yeah. But, girl, like, nobody knew. Teachers didn't know. Again, the person who was there in charge of us did not know. The kids are telling her this, and I'm just like, what? And then all of a sudden, all these parents start coming to check kids out because they're freaking out, right? right? And then at that same time, our principal was calling back, not knowing, I guess, that, like, the news had already been leaked um, to say that, you know, tell everybody, make an announcement that they are not to go to Lake Charles because they have you know, said that we cannot go to the game at all. At first, it was like they were going to let us go, but then it was like, no, nobody could go. It was so crazy, and I think um, we can kind of slide into this of kind of maybe what annoyed you or maybe what you appreciated about this whole process. I'll start since I'm still (laughs) talking, I guess. Like, for me, what annoyed me is, like, there was no preparation for educators um, who deal with, like, kids. And I'm realizing more and more through this process that people deal with stuff differently. Like, I'm super calm and chill, so I just be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. Like, we'll figure it out. Meanwhile, you have coworkers that are just like, like, for instance, the person in charge of us, you know, she did what she needed to do, but she wasn't playing no games about no virus. Like, she was ready to go. I mean, she didn't say that to us, but it was just like when the day was over, when she could leave, she was like, all right, I'll see y'all later. Goodbye. (laughs) Like, you know, you don't play with a virus. And then you have people just like freaking out, asking all these questions that nobody has answers to. And so I just felt like 
I, I don't know. I'm assuming they probably sat down and thought about how to roll this out. And they felt like that was the best way. But I'm just like, no, when you're on the ground, it's not the best way. Because, like, seriously, the line of parents that came, the phone was ringing off the hook. Our office managers are, like, running back and forth. Like, we're all just trying to, like, keep some sense of, like, normalcy until we can be, like, everybody go home. And then that left us, like, no time to even really say goodbye to the kids. Yeah. So, uh, that just annoyed me. Anything for you guys that, like, stood out positively or negatively? Oof, yeah. <laughs> so much. So much annoyed me. The 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 mass hysteria mm. with the media with with everybody like that's so annoying. Um, I think it. So we have we're gonna have people in the world that are paranoid. Mm. We're not gonna get away from that, right? Like so, there's gonna be people that are paranoid. They're gonna be people like Ken that are calm, cool, and collected. They're gonna be people that don't care. They're gonna be all types of people in the world, right? And so I feel like the way this information came about, like you said, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily the correct way in which the whole entire per- world found out. <laughs> um, I'm going to say the world, the Louisiana found out because yeah. every everybody went into panic mode, yes. and it left no room for preparation. Like even if people had plans in place for situations like this in the way that the messaging was sent out, it was no way possible to follow that plan. Right. So that annoyed me. Um, the, the telling of the untruth mm-hmm. annoys me. Yeah. People not like, they people just like taking things and just rolling with it and forwarding it and just like getting the masses all up in arms like, that annoys me to just like the 10,000th power yeah. <laughs> about just like the simplest documents that could be read. Like when this first um, broke about when the whole bill went into place to be to like count, like not make the remain like the so let's talk. And I'm speaking from, from my like field perspective I deal with a lot of schools so this document went out um in our state we have in the beginning of the or before the school year starts you have to vote on how many days um school that children will attend how many um just a whole bunch of things right that that will count as a full school year as it relates to schools services people will will be provided xyz but when this document got put into place to eliminate what people had voted into place, it automatically went to school is canceled for the whole year. Yeah. And I was just like, that's not what it's <laughs> So just that kind of information, like just re- just people retelling and retelling the untruth and not trying to do the research to find out like really what's going on. That That's super annoyed me um those are two negatives though some positives because i'm gonna leave it on a positive note (laughs) that um our culture for instance has really taken this thing and run with it i have myself personally have enjoyed the um music Mm -hmm. the 
the, the concerts that have been put on, the DJs that have gone on. Um, I've enjoyed that. And I've also just kind of like enjoyed the camaraderie of people that I've seen come together yeah. in this. Um, just sharing, just like seeing the positive things. I tend to not watch the news a lot, but seeing the, the positive things on the news about, you know, like people went crazy with this toilet paper oh, and yeah. um, hand sanitizer thing. So people that I guess did go crazy with this kind of stuff, like putting it out for delivery drivers that are still working, like mm -hmm. um, setting it aside to people that are taking it to, like I see there's a movement that started in New Orleans, like feeding like the first responders, asking for like donations. Like I appreciate that um, on the positive side of this, that we're making what could be just, like so tragic and has been tragic for some people that have lost mm -hmm. family members or loved ones during this time that they've taken it and turned it around to, you know, helping their brother or sister. Right. Right. Um, for me, the annoying parts of this whole process probably was the, the really um, unrealistic expectation, I think, that we had as teachers to quickly put something together without mm. really knowing the impact of what's going on. So it was like, it was, I'm not, I can't say it was misinformation. It was no information. It was no information and you need to hurry up and put a packet together. Put it back together for what? Like, give me a little something so that whatever I'm going to do, it's going to be um, impactful. And then kind of, you know, hearing things on the back end. And, and I'm not faulting anybody because I think, like you kind of said, it goes back to the way it spilled out. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of sent, you know, your upper end administrators into a, oh, we got to hurry up and do something. And we got to hurry up and do something now. But I just don't think in times of panic, that's really the way to respond to it. But I'm not in a position to make those decisions. So, But that annoyed me, and it still annoys me, because even now the platform that we're using with our students, um, while I enjoy, you know, hanging out with them and talking to them, for me, it's, it's what is the purpose? Yeah. Like, is this year a bust? Because if it is, then are you just doing this now to keep me? Um, are you just making me do this as a teacher to justify you paying me? Or like, those are some of the questions that have come up. And it's just like, even if that's the case, we're all adults on this side. So you could just say that and I'll make it look however you want me to make it look. But it's kind of like I'm listening to these conference calls with my administrators and I'm like, pick me up and take me to the point. Because if you're telling me I can't evaluate what my students are doing, you're telling me that I can't grade what they're doing. I'm an intelligent person. I know that if I can't assign a grade to something, then it don't matter what they do. Yeah. They're going to get, you know, whatever you deem they're going to get. So I was a little annoyed with that. Um, I've been very annoyed with um, the misinformation that has come out about the virus itself. So 
one of the things that I'm most concerned is my family. Like my parents are 69 and 70. My son has had several bouts of pneumonia and upper respiratory infection. So the first couple of instances was I need to quarantine him immediately because if he breathes, you know, Mm -hmm. he could be spiraling right back into the hospital and here we go again. And it was nothing like that. So even with my parents, it was it was that initial worry, like, wait a minute, do I need to go get gas masks for them right, and right. not allow them to breathe air, period? But for me, it was like, okay, let me find out about this virus myself. Like, I got a little science background. I can put a lot of things together. Let me figure this thing out for myself to see what sort of real concerns I should have versus what I'm hearing on these um, news mediums. Um, And then, of course, we hear so much about the people who are dying that we don't pay attention to the fact that it's almost, you know, 75% more that are surviving. Yeah. Um, It was devastating to hear, once you hear that, like, family members have contracted this virus, it kind of is like, oh, my God, what are you going to do? Right. But then my cousin gave me a play-by-play of it, and I'm just like, oh, right. it's bad, but it's not it's not as, as demonic as the media is making it. Right. It's bad. Like, I'm not, I can't take away from that. It is bad, but it's not this apocalyptic, <laughs> uh, invisible scourge, right. as our president has has named it now that he's standing corrected from calling it a Chinese disease. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, like, Brand, I'm going to end on something positive. Um, It's the time. I have been given so much time to do so many different things. I've cleaned out my office. I'm um, making plans to do big things, to, to have this great impact, and I finally have the time to really sit down, to really research, to really make sure that whatever it is that God is going to put my hand to do is going to be excellent. And I don't have to rush. I don't have to throw something together. I really have the time to do it. I'm thankful for the time that I have with my child because I'm learning him. Like he is not He's a very cute and attractive kid, and I'm not saying that because he's mine. It's true. Yep. But very. Um, I don't want to use the word bad because he's not bad. He's very defiant at times, and his little personality is so much bigger than I thought it would be at five. That is almost like I need a book to tell me how to ring this little attitude how to bring this little you know I'm gonna do what I want to do this boy told me when he turned five I guess now I can do what I want to do I'm like where they do that at (laughs) does that but that's my child so I'm, I'm also having the time to really um to work on my relationships with my people with my parents with my significant other like just really work on that and the funny thing about all of this is when it hit and I'm listening to all of these things come into play, I had this eerie sense of calm. Like it wasn't that I didn't care. Like I'm looking at all these people go to the grocery store and I'm like, mm, I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knew no groceries would be in the store. <laughs> no, 
no but tissue. I just right. never felt a sense of urgency where, oh my God, I have to do something. I have to do it now. It was just like, oh, okay. Right. So, right. so that's kind of been my my thought process, my experiences, how I've been feeling. It's going to be interesting. Right. Yeah. Well, since y'all have positives, I guess as you guys were talking, one big positive I can say is, so I had a birthday during this craziness. Yes. I will say that as strange as it is, I was like really happy on my birthday. Like, I think people were very intentional to like say happy birthday or make sure that you knew you were loved because of like what we were going through. And it really wasn't even a lot. It wasn't the dinners or gifts or like all that stuff because we can't do all those things, right? Um, but for me, it was just a mere fact of being really able to sit down and have the time to see how many people were like posting to me happy birthday, the phone calls that I got, you know, the text messages. And I'm just like, wow, like, I'm just, like, super blessed. And so, I don't know, for some reason, it's just, like, one of my top <laughs> days that I've had to say that, you know, I all I did, when I, I'm not going to say all I did, but I went to the lake to work out. Like, that was the only time, like, I left the house. Um, but it was a really great day. And so, I think it just kind of ties into what Brandy's saying, that everybody, um... It's just being super intentional about connecting and um, just using social media for for mostly now for the good. So that has been a great, great thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me shade your little birthday because you ain't repost my post and tell me thank you. But that's all right, though, girl. I'm going to let it fly. Wait a minute. What post? (laughs) See? That's how your friends do you. What post? So, on Facebook? Wait a minute. She had a lot. I'm going to um, find this don't, post. Don't worry about it. It's gone now. Let don't me see. Worry. Oh, it must have been. Oh, you, I removed it. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, I saw something on your story. Mm-hmm. I didn't repost that. Oh, no. I reposted it from God Eliminate. Ain't that so? That's how you do I mean, it's you posted it on God Eliminate. It's okay. Um, no, I didn't. It's kind both. But whatever, that's just my right. personal. You, know what I'm <laughs> you see how she kind of take out, but y'all like it was super special. So I was like, okay, I might, I might could do another birthday. Like, oh, and I got a chance to like uh, waiter, like a really good meal. What you had? You ain't telling me that. I was eating it when I was on the phone with y'all. I probably wasn't that even. What I order? something you from Walmart. Y'all, how disrespectful and rude she is <laughs> while being on the phone and FaceTime because she got off and we didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, y'all the rude ones. That was my. I told y'all my phone died. Um, That's what she say, y'all. But she was over there indulging in this meal. She still ain't told us about. What did oh, you I went to walk-ons, and I, I mean, I, I didn't go to walk-ons, but I ordered. They have a shrimp wrap. Oh yeah, it's actually really good. I got that. I was trying not to get fries, so I got corn grits. I didn't like them too much. They weren't terrible, and I got some. Um, what's the little appetizer? The chicken. It's like, it has like a little sweet and hot, spicy kind of. Summer sauce, yeah. You were supposed to get them for us. It was your birthday, girl. And you ain't worked out today. You're right. You're right. No, but I'm not, I'm trying to come out of this quarantine like smaller, not just like the same. Because I've been Man. eating so much. Goodness. Let me tell you. I'm with you 1,000%. Right, just been eating everything, child, just because it's available. Like, this is a shame. 
Wait, I ain't with you on that, but I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I guess, like, too, now we can move into the thought process. It's obviously, like, all of us on the phone are Christians. Um, we, We all attend in some capacity mega churches whether it's online or or physically and Mm -hmm. you know churches got shut down and this whole idea of faith has been like this big conversation throughout this whole ordeal it's like I remember so I actually went to a church the first like the weekend the Friday that they were like okay we're on lockdown like my personal home church did not host church but uh, one of my friends who lives in another uh, city, her church had church. Now, it's a much smaller church because at that time, I think everybody was going by, I think it was like 250. Uh-huh. 250 or less could be in the same place. Um, and I remember the pastor there mentioning, you know, just for prayers for spiritual leaders because they were, it was just a lot of backlash of like if you had church versus not having church. And, you know, Brandy, even our pastor mentioned that as well. And even, like, our pastor away from home mentioned, like, like all the spiritual leaders were just, like, I guess under attack from whatever decision they made. And then you have, you know, people out here who are like, yes, like, keep the faith. Like, it's okay. But people, like, downing that process. Like, what has been y'all's experience or what is your thoughts about faith and the Rona? I think for me, um, I've been really disappointed in some people's response to what spiritual leaders have been asked to do and what spiritual leaders have been doing in terms of finding alternative ways to um, still accomplish the same goal as church. Um, I've witnessed a lot of faith shaming it's kind of like here we are with this very present um issue or this very present conflict and it's not like churches have shut down they've just found an alternative way to accomplish the same goal and the question that people ask is well where is your faith and i kind of we kind of touched on it earlier But I kind of liken that to if I can't swim and I know this is a conflict of mine, if you push me in the pool, like, and you know I can't swim, like, there, this is a hazard, this is a conflict, how can you question my faith? Like, how dare you not go in the pool? Well, baby, I can't swim. (laughs) So why would I put myself in harm's way? And then the question is, where's your faith? So it's like, what you mean you're shutting down church? You're not bringing your congregation in? Well, (laughs) there's a little something called COVID-19 that apparently is spreading very quickly. Why would I put my congregation in harm's way? And how did this become a question of whether or not I believe in God? I do believe that God is is a healer. But I don't believe that God asked me to go knocking on COVID-19's door saying, hey, here I am. Come on. Like, and I just, I don't like that because it's almost like you're having to prove that you believe in the position that it puts you in. Like, I believe, I trust God. 
I know him as a healer. I've, I've witnessed it myself. But that doesn't mean I'm going to ask everybody in the world, can you guys direct your coughs toward me? Because I want to prove to you that God is a healer. Like, I just don't think it calls into question my faith. Yeah. 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 If that makes any sense. Yeah. I'm on the, like, on this whole thing because I can be honest and transparent. I was not moved when this first broke. Like, I was just like, man, we're going to get over this. It's not that bad. <laughs> um, I, and then I'm not, like, one of those people that are hysterical mm-hmm. either. So my natural personality is just, like, calm, cool, and collected when something is wrong. Um, so it was the part that bothered me with the church or the people that were question in the church like I saw a lot of well where is y'all God now why would he allow this to happen um these are the days uh spoke about in revelation like why would God allow this pandemic to happen and not come save the chosen ones the ones that are following him and I was just like but I mean we got free will out here Adam and Eve chose to for like like not follow what God said and take a bite of the fruit from that tree that he told them not to. Yeah. And and now with that comes the good and the bad, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. this could just be the bad. God is not punishing us. God is not like allowing this to happen. In my opinion, like this could have just been what was going to happen anyway. And, we as Christians have to believe that by his stripes we're healed and, you know, we have to stay prayed of and have to, you know, stay in our faith and not go weary from that just because the naysayers are saying that he's not performing miracles. I mean, I'm pretty sure in the biblical days there were people that died that Jesus didn't bring back. Mm-hmm. That didn't mean he didn't exist. Right, right. Right, like so, I mean, there were plagues that happened. I think Robin talked about that earlier in the biblical days that we were trying to recount for. That didn't, it did not mean that God didn't exist because those things happened. So I think that's like the biggest thing I have with what's going on when when it relates to like the churches being like, I guess, questioned or Christians being questioned about their beliefs and their faith and their Jesus, our Jesus, rather. Um, But I think our church has done, our churches that we attend, whether it be um, in different states or locally (laughs) that we watch online or whatever now that the social distancing has taken place has been phenomenal. Like, I think everybody has stepped it up with making everybody feel like we are the church. The church is not the physical building. Like we've always said that. And now we have to be that. We have to be Jesus's arms and legs. Like we have to be out here, go be there for teaching all nations, washing feet and offering forgiveness and showing love. Like I think right now is the time that Jesus is really looking at us to be like, okay, Let's see if you really are who you say you are and let me show through you. Like, deny yourself and let me come out. Let me shine. Right. 
I think it's crazy because I was like you, Brandy, at the beginning. I'm just like, I mean, okay, y'all know my mind. Just be like, whatever, la la la. Um, <laughs> and even like when it starts to get more serious, like I've had such a peace about this. Like even now, like going to the grocery stores and stuff, like you see people in their mask on and things like that. Like, I'm not wearing none of that. Like, I'm just not doing it. I'm going to the lake every day to work out. And my prayer is just like, God, keep me. Like, every time I leave the house, I'm like, Lord, protect me. Uh, You know, I'm still smart. You know, I have my little wipes with me. I put my sanitizer on. I make sure I wash my hands like a crazy person before anyway, just because, you know, when I used to work at the hospital, it's just habit. So... I think it's okay to have faith and be cautious and be aware of, like, what's happening, but not have fear. Like, I mean, there people are, like, scared, like, nervous. Like, don't go outside. Don't touch me. Like, don't talk to me. And I'm just like, yo, like, the enemy is looking for anything to use to turn this situation into something, like, negative. You know, whereas, like, we can make it such a positive as positive experience as you can with the fact that there are people who actually are losing their lives and things like that. Um, but yeah, I I think for me, I'm always going to keep the faith and you know, people will be like, don't say that, but I'm like, look, I'm pretty positive that COVID-19 not going to take me out. But if it does, it's okay. Right. Like I genuinely feel like that. Right. I'm just like, it's okay. And so I can't, there's just some stuff I'm just not going to do. Like, I'm going to do with the law tell me because I can't be going to jail. All right? I already can't get my hair done. That's going to be another situation. Um, so, I'm going to do what the law tells me, right? So, I'm going to do that. I'm going to keep my hands clean. I'm going to do that. I'm not, but I'm not about to, like, wash groceries. I'm just not going to be able to do that. Like, I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm not going to be able to, like, you know, change, change my clothes on the back porch before I come inside. Okay, let's talk about that washing grocery. Like, I think, I think you definitely should consider washing grocery. If somebody checks you out with them nasty cross-contaminated gloves, like, bruh. Yeah. They probably everything in life, and then they touch your grocery, then you, you know what? This is what I'm gonna, gonna challenge you with. If somebody have gloves on in your checkout line, do take a page out of my book and just be like, no, thank you. I'll bag my own grocery. Just shoot it with the gun. Yeah, I think people and they, but they said too, like on the news, like you shouldn't wear gloves. But people are still <laughs> like, wearing gloves. Yeah, several times. Right. It's like don't wear it. Like, but you. So my first job was Chick Fil A. Like, so Chick Fil A, they don't wear gloves when they make food mm-hmm. because of like. Don't but like uh, some people still probably do. But I just remember back then that was unusual because Chick Fil A is straight. Um. It's cross-contamination. Because when you touch that, what what's on Chick-fil-A is, is okay, so let's talk about when you touch that <laughs> box or that wrapper that you put in that stuff in, all of the rats and rodents that can cross on top of that box. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you're just taking germs from one place and moving it to the food. Like, it's whatever. I just, yeah, the the gloves bother me. That's that's a pet peeve. I should have said that in my annoyance. <laughs> yeah, it's like, bro, like, leave these gloves alone. Like, you don't need the gloves. We do need to be respectful of people's space. Um, and I think, too, like, even, like, we definitely should all stay at home. But if you have to go to the store or wherever you have to go, like, don't go if you sick. Like, that could really help. 
yeah. the world because people, some people trifling now. Some people be out here like coughing in the aisles and like, not. Nah, this ain't the time to do that. This is not the time. If that lady from Home Depot listening to this, um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do this public apology because Jesus was not happy with me that day. Oh, my goodness. But she definitely coughed in my presence. In my, it went, she was not practicing self, I mean, social distancing. She was closer than six feet and she was coughing and I just had to tell her. I just had to let her know she was mm-hmm. not about to. This thing got everybody acting, acting a fool, okay? Okay, let's be clear. Okay, God eliminated audience. I would have done that. Even if, right? Oh yeah, me too. Though, me too. But I feel like people are like on higher alert now. Absolutely. Because it's just like if people like look like they're gonna sneeze, look like they're gonna breathe hard. Oh no! Like you put, you know, you can put out. And so, I don't know. I think it's important to have faith and trust God above all else. It's like some people are living to the point of fear where it's just like you have let your idea of what this virus can do overtake what you know God can do. That's right. You cannot do that. Like, I'm not living my life like that, bro. Like, the story is already written. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I still got stuff to do on the earth. I just ain't gonna be able to believe that I'm going out by this. Uh Uh-uh. Lies. (laughs) So, I'm gonna walk in that. I'm gonna pray over myself. I was talking to one of my friends today, and she was like, yeah, I was talking to one of our mutual friends and I, I told them they need to take communion, take take get some crackers and take I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <Do you> know? <laughs> hey, look, right. Whatever of you get through this, I just with on that being said, because we do all have so many probably like first responders and like medical staff friends, like mm-hmm. they they definitely on the front line of this and especially a lot of my friends that are working in the hospitals that are ER or labor and delivery or mm-hmm. just like clinic uh, staff members, like they're definitely on the front end and they definitely have legitimate, I can say concerns, but I just been there to be there, like soundboard, just to bounce, just let them vent because it is scary because some things are asymptomatic. Yeah. And people don't know if they have it or not. And so putting them on the front line of things and you know they not have symptoms and somebody can boom have it um that that part is scary so the unknown is already always going to be scary but like you said god didn't give us that spirit of fear but um those folks that took on those careers to be like on the first line on the front end of all this trying to make it better and Mm-hmm. Um, do the things to take care of the people that are infected. Like we salute them. I just yes. think we just need to lift them up in prayer and just always kind of be like there for a listening ear and always on the just ready to go with the prayer because it can get scary. It can be like just talking to my friends, like just hearing the stories or just what the what reality looks like because even if you have a faith and know that God will do what he said he'll do Hmm. but if you don't have enough equipment to do what you learned to do in school (laughs) uh, or have enough uh, I don't know backing or support or whatever it is that you don't have Mm -hmm. the, the necessary essentials to uh, perform a job that looks totally different, right? Like so, and having to live with that, 
yeah. uh, is, is, is different. So I just think we just need to uplift them and support them in all means. Um, yeah. Because they, they are on the front lines of these things. And essentially, those people, their lives have changed. They're yeah. not able to go home and be with their families. They have, they've reported that some of those um, doctors, some of those nurses um, sleep in their cars. They go visit their kids and, you know, they have to talk to them through doors. Like, yeah. this last month, I'm pretty sure, has been an ultimate hell for them. Yeah. Yeah. They to be put in this position and not have what you need. Yeah. Like the the idea of constantly using the same mask mm-hmm. for different patients. Like I don't know what that feels like for them, but I know as somebody who's been a patient, I don't want my doctor coming in right. with to me that's not clean, that's not sanitary. Right. And I don't want my doctor to treat me with a residue of what you just treated somebody else with. And I wonder if that can be something that attributes to the spread because they don't have the supplies that they need. And I don't want to get into playing the blame game, even though I think we all know Mm. (laughs) where that blame will go. You're right. But I don't want to get into playing that game because at the end of the day, like, this is very real mm-hmm. and lives are being placed in jeopardy every day. And it's, it's crazy because this is being described as a war and the enemy that we're fighting, we can't even see it. Right. And yeah. the, the symptoms that we're supposed to be looking for may not be there. Like this is the trickiest enemy of all. Yeah. Point. And it's going to take more than your, your medical know-how. <laughs> and I, I've loved, when I've seen um, doctors and nurses meeting at the at the roofs of hospitals, blaring gospel music or blaring um, Christian music, just really, really understanding that, yeah, I went to med school, but God is in control. Hmm. Right? I, I I know what to do with these things, but He's the one who's going to have to to make these things happen. I'm just here to allow Him to use Him, and that to me is very refreshing yeah. because it's like, okay, they're not buying into their own what they can do they right. realize that it's only God mm-hmm. and I can I can stand behind that I can get behind that um and I just you know every morning that I get up every night that I go to bed like I have cousins who are nurses I have cousins who are doctors who are who are very present right now in these places and my my, my prayer is for them yeah. Because me and Solomon are in the house. Yeah. Locked up. Right? Locked you know, parents are at home locked up. Right. They're out there. And this thing, I mean, the more information, this thing could be sitting on your clothes and you don't even know. Right. And this sucker, you know, this is not your typical virus that, you know, once it's outside of a living thing dies. Right. This thing wants to hang around. Right. Like, this is the devil for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. It's just like you're gonna need more than your medical degree, baby. You're gonna need some Jesus. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you plead the blood of Jesus over all of that. Like, okay. the devil is not gonna put me in a space of walking in fear, like, at all. Like, at no point in this journey, um, God forbid, if I even had to walk through it personally, like, I just can't. I can't. I, I do think God 
allows moments in your life, like I think somebody mentioned earlier, to be like, all right, like, so who you trust? Yeah. So who you trust? Um, so also not only to our medical professionals, we definitely hats off to you guys, but even to all of the food service providers, people working in grocery stores, Amazon, <laughs> waiter, there are a lot of people still working, trying their best to provide us with some sense of normalcy. Yeah. Um, and I just appreciate all of them f- for doing that, uh, for going out, you know, in spite of their, their own personal spheres they may have or, or whatever, uh, people who work in a gas stations. I mean, mm-hmm. again, because if all those things really shut down and the only thing that was open was the hospitals and a grocery store sometime that I think, you know, for us, life would be, like, real different right now. It would, yeah. So I definitely yeah. appreciate all of the essential workers out there for for stepping up and, and just doing what you have to do. You play such a huge part as to how, to why, you know, a lot of us spend the unnecessary money right now on Amazon oh. and all that. <laughs> so. But you know what, y'all? <laughs> there's always something good amid tragedy like in all the books that I've read you know even in a lot of the narratives that I read in scripture and just you saying that Kendallin I'm just reminded that you know God has given us an opportunity to appreciate some people that we probably didn't appreciate before Mm. given us an opportunity to really um be intentional um I think when we come from out of this and I'm stressed when because this is going to end. Yeah. And I think when we come out of this, we should come out of this different. Yes. Yeah. When we went in this, I think that um, I appreciate the people in my life a whole lot differently now. I appreciate the things in my life a whole lot differently now because for whatever reason, you don't, I don't think we intentionally take things for granted, but eventually we do. Yeah. We just, we assume that it's going to be there um, until something shakes it up, until something ruffles our feathers. And now we're like, oh, let me try to, you know, get it together. But that's one of the things that in my private meditative moments, I am just so grateful to God that it didn't take something completely detrimental to happen to me for me to see that, you know what? You can you can walk a little bit different than you've been walking. Mm-hmm. You can improve yourself in a way that had this not come, you would have never even thought to improve yourself. And I, I read this meme that I thought was like really good. It says there's, you know, God took away the meetings. He took away the parties. He took away. He moved all of this out of your way just so we can finally talk. And it's just like, OK, God. Tell, talk to me like you moved it out of the way I'm not gonna move it back in your way let's let's talk let's 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 really communicate and my, my prayer for everyone really is that we do find a deeper way to communicate with God because I believe that's all he wants from us is relationship yeah yeah yeah, sure. yeah. and we should definitely take this time like Robin says to to listen to see what yeah, it's because he's definitely trying to tell us something. Hmm. Okay, I look forward to listening. I do like how she mentioned, like, just how everything has to change. Think about the people who are so stuck on their routine. Yeah. 
and God is just calling you out to like none of that matters at this point. Work doesn't matter. Um, going to parties, visiting right. with people, none of yeah. that matters. Like you know, He's showing us one that He is a focus, and two that look, it, it's more than one way to lick a lollipop to get to to get to the point. You're right about that. <laughs> These analogies. I'm just saying. Because we were so, I mean, as a, as a people. I got you on that, though. You're right. As a, especially like Americans. It's work, work, hustle, 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 work, 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 work. Think yeah, about how many, really. and there's so many pluses and minuses. Think about how many kids are now getting to spend time with both their parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, families to get to reunite. Think about um, like CEOs of companies or people who just hustle, hustle. Just get to sit down. And, like, remember, like, who you are. Um, So, again, devastating and dynamic. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, I think about, like Robin said earlier, sometimes, like, you pray for moments to just, like, can I, Lord, just, I just need a minute. I need a moment. And this definitely applies to my life because I'm going and going and going and going. That's why I said at the beginning of this podcast, like, I don't hate it here Mm -hmm. yet. Um, but I also don't want to stay here because this is definitely different. It has made me take a step back and be like, every time I try to find something wrong with this shutdown or this just like pause on life, I've I've been just reminded, the sweet, sweet reminders is the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for just reminding me like, you haven't spent this much time in your home since you purchased it. You haven't, you, you prayed for just like rest. And here it is. Right. You pray for, like, just getting organized and just getting your thoughts together, like Robin said, just, just like, planning for the future and planning for something big ahead. And now is the time to actually put forth those fruit that he's put embedded within you. Mm-hmm. So let's not take this time for granted. Let's use it. Let's, let's use it for what it is and listen to him um, as he's speaking, while he has silenced everything uh, for the most part, and go with it, because y'all, both of y'all are absolutely right, like, we should definitely come out of this different, and it's definitely, from every devastation, there's there's something beautiful that grows. Yeah. Oh, well, we might have to come back and just do an update on this, the longer we have to be <laughs> in quarantine because it just it gets longer and longer every day yeah. but you know what don't worry y'all because I'm out here praying with all of my heart and all of my soul that by May he has made a way because your girl got somewhere to go alright I got somewhere to go in June and I need not to still be locked up okay um, so by the grace of God we will be free sooner than later alright it's going to turn our favor <laughs> Um, and I know we were talking earlier about um, the census and so I know Brand wanted to talk about that so yeah I just want to encourage every one of our listeners out there to just go out and complete the census for 2020 like I know everybody is up in arms and looking and asking questions about just like this two trillion dollar stimulus package that has been pushed down um, since Friday evening and just all of these great, great, um, or not so great uh, (laughs) uh, benefits. (laughs) Do your research, y'all. Benefits that have been provided um, 
to us in this pandemic. So the census is definitely a great way to make sure that funds are allocated to your your state to allow for education, um, just like the highways and byways, just things that affect your your community. So I just want this is my personal push that everybody complete the census for 2020 and just be great. Like so we can have what we need yeah well y'all i'm so excited that we had this conversation because i i definitely think this is like such um an important moment in time and god is definitely moving yes and we definitely need to be in those conversations uh because while the faith community as a whole is doing a good job to step up as individuals as as a church as the individual we have to put our voices in this so that our people can walk around a little more confident and not yeah. thinking that <laughs> everything they see is the Rona, you know, and they're going to be taken out. <laughs> so definitely, guys, keep up with the news. Wash your hands. Uh, be safe. Stay, in, stay inside if that's what they're asking you to do. Keep the faith. Pray to God. Connect with people. Like, this is such a great time to just connect with your friends again, your family. I think about get, like working a long day and getting off and being like, like I had wanted to call Robin, but like I'm tired and I I can't really focus on the conversation, so I'm not gonna have one. So yeah, just just try to beauty beauty into ash. Well, not not beauty into ashes, but like <laughs> ashes. Yeah, you yeah. know, let's let's get to that point where we're just turning um some something that's a lemonade like. It's, a, it's definitely yeah. a God lemonade moment. Lemonade. Yes. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much, Robin, for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time. You are so welcome. I enjoy coming on every time I'm invited. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely invite you back for round two if there's a round two. But uh, again, we all praying to get about the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, um, until next time, remember. God is in the details.